Blog Talk Radio. Here we go, here we go. Welcome to Locker Talk on the Bastard News Radio Network, where you hear about NFL stars of tomorrow today. I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of Locker-Report.com. And you guys can always reach out to me at any one of my social handles on Twitter at Locker underscore report, Instagram, LockReport100, all small caps, on Facebook, LockReport.com, and also you check out Locker Talk. Uh, podcast on Facebook as well. So make sure you guys check out all those social handles. Make sure you guys follow. Uh, that way you can keep up with NFL news that you will not hear anywhere else on the face of the earth. I take a lot of pride into that. I just love what I do in covering the NFL regional combine players, giving another perspective of the NFL that I like to say the NFL within the NFL. Now, with that being said, we're going to jump right into it. A lot to get to in regards of the platform with um, several players um, that actually that were that were not on the rosters to start the season but now have found homes, again, in the NFL. And one of those players that stands out, uh, one of my favorites, uh, B.J. Bello, linebacker, who was with the Jets last year. Now he found a home with the Los Angeles, with the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, so it's great to see him back on the field, back with the NFL team. So definitely want to give a shout-out to um, BJ, knowing that he's one of those linebackers that's up and coming, very quiet. Kind of remind me of one linebacker that we're going to highlight today as a, a, that was once a journeyman that spent a lot of time on special teams, but now finally starting to get acclimated into a defensive unit. I really believe that BJ is sitting along the same path of a certain player that we'll talk about how he had a solid performance in week five. Now, speaking of which, talking about week five, we're going to get right into it. Um, Last week we did a preview of some of the matchups to watch out for. And one of the matchups that we had talked about was in regards to the offensive line. Now, for the offensive line uh, play for this year has has been really, really good. It's been really, really strong. Um, The one you always want to start off with is definitely – with Alawindo winning the waiver, left tackle for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, the Pittsburgh Steelers are undefeated. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I've said it many a time on my show and other shows that I've gone on when we talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers, when the Pittsburgh Steelers always ask, what are they going to do this year? You know, Barry, how do you think they're going to play? What do you think with Ben Roethlisberger? Do you think this is the end? Do you think that the Steelers can bounce back? you think they can tend, contend for a playoff spot? All these questions about the Steelers year in and year out. And my answer has always been and will always be, I never worry about the Steelers. Don't worry about the Steelers. The Steelers, their organization, their scouting department, I value at a very high standard. That organization has the right components there to find the right talent and always be in a position where they're always going to succeed. It's just, it's just the Steelers is just the Steelers. So I never worry about that franchise. They're always going to find a way 
to bring in talent and always be viable in an NFL discussion. Last year, future Hall of Famer Ben Roethlisberger, we all know, gone for the whole season due to his elbow. And we saw the way how the Steelers was falling apart with their quarterback play. So I'm going to give last year a pass. You know, that's not the Steelers normal, so to speak. But the Steelers is back of being the Steelers, the type of team that we all expect to always be a strong team in the regular season, but also can be some a team to deal with during the postseason. And with a healthy Ben Roethlisberger, I really see the Steelers doing, you know, doing some great things, probably win the division this year. But it always starts up front. And William Wave, a left tackle for the Pittsburgh Steelers, is a part of it. And he's doing an exceptional job this year in helping keeping Big Ben upright. So we definitely want to continue to give him his props as he continues to be that Pro Bowl offensive lineman that he is. And then we will talk, you know, talk about some other players like with, with um, Elijah Wilkinson, another tackle but for the Denver Broncos, he having himself, you know, a, a, a good year. Every time he gets an opportunity to get on the field, he always do his job on the field. So definitely shout-out for him. Austin Ritter, center for the Kansas City Chiefs. We talked about him a lot last year, even during the postseason, even during a, with the Super Bowl win, as he got a Super Bowl win with the Chiefs. Now, Patrick Mahomes do not receive a lot of pressure coming right up the gut, coming up in the middle. And Austin plays a very strong part why Patrick Mahomes don't get that pressure in his face. Now, he'll get sometimes get the pressure coming from the edge because the way how uh, Patrick will drop back and how he flirts going to, going to the outside. But as far as that attack, that initial attack up front, that's something that he really rarely experienced, and it has a lot to do with Austin Ritter. But in week five, definitely want to highlight another offensive lineman that came through the process, who I've always been a big fan of ever since I met him in 2015, and that is Denzel Good, um, tackle for the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, <clears throat> when Good came through the process in 2015, he came to the Baltimore um, Hell Trials for the regional combine. So when he came up, he came up, and it was it was kind of it was really cool that he it was driven by his mom, mother, and father, and his brother. Um, to you know, all night to get to Baltimore. Got there on time for the workout. It was great. But I did I did evaluate him before <clears throat> the workout, and I was expecting to see what this young talent from Mars Hill University was going to do. That's the first time I actually ever heard of that college. So I was really intrigued, and then reading information, evaluating this tape, okay, it was someone to watch out for. Came through the workout, killed it. it simply killed it. <clears throat> When he got drafted by the Indianapolis Colts um, late in the 2015 um, draft, I was not surprised. It was great to see that his name was called. Spent a couple of years with the Indianapolis Colts um, a year ago, a little over a year ago, almost two years ago. I believe his brother that came with him to the workouts in 2015, um, he tragically lost his life um, almost like two years ago. And so while he was with the Indianapolis Colts, he really – couldn't get his head together. You know, he was excused from the team um, for a good point in time. And for some reason, he just needed a change of scenery. He just needed to go somewhere. And so he wound up getting waived by the Colts, and then he got picked up by the Raiders. P- came to the Raiders last year, showed flashes of his own self, his old self. St- came into this season. He did not start in week one. He actually came in toward the middle part of that game. But since week two, of this year, this campaign, he has not missed a snap, played in 100% of all the snaps for the Raiders. Um, knowing 
that going into week five, they had to deal with an undefeated Kansas City Chiefs team, defending Super Bowl chance. They haven't won in Arrowhead for over seven years. So this is one of those games that they just knew that if they was going to have a chance to win, they would have to control the ground game. And that was something that they was able to do. They was able to go into Arrowhead Stadium and control the ground. And Good was in the middle of the entire process. With the aggression of Good, Good and that offensive line helped pave the way for 144 yards on the ground, 144 yards on the ground, completely controlled the game and had had 64 yards more on the ground than what the Chiefs was able to produce. The Chiefs came out hot with their offense attack, with their running attack, kind of died down, going against good defenses, and the Raiders' defense helped them hold, hold them in check to stay under 100 yards of rushing on the ground. So they succeeded there. However, the other part that stood out the most was that Derek Carr had probably one of his best games of his entire career as he finished with 347 passing yards and three touchdowns. And Good was in the midst of all that. So well, all, out of all that action – what Good was able to do, it was really great to see how he was able to do his thing on the field for the Raiders. Denzel Good said at the press conference, and I quote, my confidence is at an all-time high playing along these guys, alongside these guys, end quote. So he's very happy with his situation, love his teammates that he's playing with, and in this John Gruden defensive team and this offensive scheme that he has, he feels as though he could flourish and become that offensive lineman and get his name talked about among all the solid offensive linemen like uh, Winona Waver, who is a Pro Bowl um, tackle in the NFL. So great game from good in that matchup. You're listening to Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network where you hear about NFL stars of tomorrow today. And you guys can always check me out on you know, any one of my social handles on Twitter at Locker underscore report, Instagram, Locker Report, 100 all small caps, on Facebook, LockReport.com, and also make sure you check out Locker Talk Podcast on Facebook as well. Now, one of the matchups we had talked about last week was talking about the Seattle Seahawks going up against um, the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings took a trip uh, to Seattle uh, to face this undefeated team, this juggernaut, led by the great Russell Wilson. You know, he's one that's like my guy there, right behind Tom Brady. Just throw all the good stuff out there, but at least you know how I feel about Russell Wilson. So Russell, let Russell cook, and that's what he's been doing. But in this matchup, we had a handful of NFL regional combine players that was going to take that field. We know about two-time All-Pro wide receiver Adam Thielen. We know about Pro Bowl running back CJ, I mean fullback CJ Ham, CJ Ham for the Vikings. And on his Minnesota, I mean on the um, Seattle Seahawks side of the ball, had Benson May. Why you heard me talk about him several times this year, and also Quentin Dunbar. Let me talk about him sometimes this year, but heavily last year when he was in Washington Redskins. Now, in this matchup, North Seattle was is undefeated. The Vikings finally got their first win in week four when they um, went to Houston and got their first win. So they was riding on the momentum there. And they and Minnesota knew that if they were going to have a chance to win, they would, need, they would have had to have a big game from Adam Thielen, who was practically unstoppable unstoppable in that game. In this game, Adam Thielen walked away with nine catches, uh, two touchdowns for 90 yards. He had himself a solid performance. Like I said, he was almost pretty much unstoppable in this matchup. Now, I was hoping we would saw more 
of Thielen and Quentin Dunbar going head-to-head. But Quentin Dunbar um, only matched up with Eno Thielen only twice in this matchup. They predicated um, Dunbar to guard and protect rookie wide receiver Justin Johnson, and Dunbar did that. He pretty much held the rookie or handcuffed, like I just said in the article, go and check it out at lockerdashboard.com, how he handcuffed the rookie wide receiver Justin Johnson to three receptions for 23 yards. Dunbar had four um, tackles in the game and also had a pass defense. So he did his job in locking, taking him out of the game, and they had to put a lot of pressure on Adam Thinner. Now, Adam Thinner actually did step up with his numbers and actually got these guys into a situation where they were going to win this game. But with less than two minutes left, Russell Wilson marched the team down the field. Boom. Seahawks take a one-point lead. Now, 15 seconds left. Knowing that Adam Dennett was rocking and rolling, knowing that Kirk Cousins, all he had to do is get into field goal range, and these guys will win this game. And so this needed a big stop. Ten seconds left in this game. Minnesota Vikings lining up um, in shotgun formation. First and 10 from their own 35-yard line. Got the ball from shotgun. Benson come, came flying around the edge while trying to be stopped by the offensive lineman. But he still forced his way around to get to Kirk Cousins, slapped his arm before the ball was going forward. So that was a fumble. Kyle Rudolph for the Minnesota Vikings recovered the ball. But by the time he recovered the ball, the time had on the clock had ran out. Time expired. Game over. Seattle uh, Seahawks remain undefeated. It's 5-0. and oh. Benson wound up finishing that game with a walk-off sack. A walk-off sack from original combine player. Ben, this was not Benson's first big stop of the season. He had big stops against the Atlanta Falcons when they played early in the season. So we recognize that he showed that big stopping, that big plane um, stopping ability already since he been he returned back to Seattle. So he's been showing that already. He showed in this game, big um, big stop in this game, how he was able to finish with um, three tackles and also had that forced fumble at the end of the game. So that was a solid breakdown of what that game, solid performance from all the regional combine players in that matchup and looking forward to this continuing on into week six. You listen to Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network where you hear about NFL stars for tomorrow today. When we want to take a quick pause, we're going to come right back. We're going to wrap up the play from the regional combine players in week five, and then we're going to get into week six, some watch, some matchups to watch out for as this NFL season continues rolling on. I know that we're having some games that have been rescheduled because some players being affected with the COVID-19 um, pandemic. Make sure you guys tune in. Return back to Locker the Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Greetings and great day, everyone. I am Elder Janelle Strickland, host of the Life Cafe radio broadcast from Maximizing Life Family Worship Center. I invite you to tune in every Saturday from 5 to 6 p.m. Tune in, maximize your life with the Word of God, and be blessed. Only on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Special News Radio Network, where you hear about NFL stars of tomorrow today. And make sure you guys always check out the Bachelor News Radio Show with host L.A. Bachelor. The show discusses issues of race, politics, um, policies, 
injustice, inequality, religion, sports that affect the black, brown, and poor people negatively. Negatively, Listen live every Monday and Thursday from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Now, also make sure you check, check the show out also as it rebroadcasts every day at 8 at a.m. and also at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at the best of news dot airtime dot pro and also make sure you guys tune in to the best of news dot airtime dot pro I'm airtime dot pro for my show Locker Talk where it airs from two to three o'clock two back to back shows every day from two to three so make sure you guys tune in to the best of the news dot airtime dot pro to check out Locker Talk during the course of the week now all right here we go getting right back to some more action of what the players did from the NFL Regional Combine in week five of the NFL. Now, when we talked, when we last, when we had came from break, we talked about how one particular player named B.J. Burlow, uh, who was with the Jets last last year, who was not on a team roster to start the 2020 campaign, how he now has signed with an NFL club, the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, when I talked about B.J., and I had him, we had him, he was on the show as a guest um, sometime um, late last year. And we talked about how I see his career is starting to unfold, how he's really showing that he has the grit. You already know he can play in the NFL. That's not a surprise. But, yes, he's bouncing around, making a home with special teams, but occasionally get to play with the defensive units that's out there. But he kind of reminded me of this guy that I'm about to talk about. And his name is Terrell Adams. Terrell Adams is a linebacker, currently with the Houston Texans. Now, Adams came through the process in 2015, um, through the NFL Regional Combine process that year. Since he came into the, um, into the league, he bounced around from several teams, several teams in the league. But coming into the Houston Texans last year, this was the, the team, I would say, that really showed – that they really wanted him as a player there, not just a special teams player, not just a player that, that's going to be um, on the practice squad, but an adamant piece for the defensive unit. Now, last year, Adams was able to have um, some put together some solid games with limited time. But his last game this season, he really registered and really went off as he finished with 10 tackles in that game. <clears throat> so that was no surprise that this young man can produce. Now, the Houston Texans are going through, you know, some changes this year, how, you know, um, Bernard Hopkins – I'm not Bernard Hopkins. I'm thinking about the basketball player, <laughs> the, the boxer. But uh, and, uh, Anthony Hopkins, how he was traded to the Arizona Cardinals, how he lost a, one of the best – probably the best wide receiver in the league, how he went to the Cardinals. And then <clears throat> a week ago, Bill Bryan, their head coach, well, former head coach, was fired. So the legendary defensive coordinator, Romeo Cornell, he steps in as interim head coach. So he knows these these defensive players, defensive players, you know, like the back of his hand. And so Adams got a lot of playing time in week five. And when he was on that field, this man is a tackling machine. He led the Texans with 13 tackles. That was a career high, single game high for Adams. And he was terrorizing every player <laughs> that who they faced. <clears throat> excuse me, with the Jacksonville Jaguars in that game, he was just all over the place. Like I said, finished with 13 tackles, the most in his career in a single game. 
Now, knowing that they have J.J. Watt, pro, pro Bowl player, trending towards being a Hall of Famer, still has some ways to go, um, but knowing he battled with some injuries, it's really good to have another defensive player on that line that's going to help take some pressure. And if he and having pressure being taken off of him, hopefully he can get some of those occasional one-on-one situations where he can really be J.J. Watt. But they're going to need some help. And I really believe the way how Adams had played in week five is only going to open the door for him to get more playing time as the weeks to come during this 2020 NFL season. So we want to make sure you keep our eyes out on number 50 for the Houston Texans and, and Mr. Um, Terrell Adams. Now, the Miami Dolphins went to San Francisco, and they just destroyed San Francisco. I was actually kind of happy that San Francisco got destroyed because uh, my man Nick Mullins, who <clears throat> we've been talking about for the last two weeks, was inactive in that game and how he got benched the week before because he struggled due for 200 yards and due for two interceptions. So when Jimmy Garoppolo was on that field and he was struggling, I was screaming at the top of my lungs, bench him, because <laughs> it was a little personal the way how they wanted to yank Nick and not really want to give Nick his props for him having to play well as he did when he played against the New York Giants. And although he did struggle against um, the um, with the Philadelphia Eagles, still shouldn't got treated that way. So that was a little personal gripe. So I was happy he got blown out. And the best part about it, two NFL regional combine players was a part of that. And linebacker Kumar Grushay-Hill and cornerback Nick Needham. It was really Needham. It was really great to see how those guys were able to perform in that matchup. They both had three tackles in that game, three stops, but they also did a lot on the field that will not show up on the stat chart as these guys really was a presence against the 49ers last Sunday. However, I do want to highlight a couple of things that they both did to each other in that game, how both of them had incredible stops, but yet it was negated because of something that each one of them had did to each other on those plays. So I'm going to take you to the third quarter. Ten minutes, ten seconds left in the game. The 49ers had backup quarterback C.J. Beathard in there. He was, he was, they was lined up third and ten from their own 30-yard line. Yard line. C.J. Beathard received the ball from snap from shotgun. Immediately as he got the ball in his hand, Cruce Hill took off on a blitz. Coming around off, coming off the edge, and set Bethard for an eight-yard loss. Okay, punt team, get ready to come on out, get the ball to the Dolphins. Hold up, there was a flag on the play, flag on the play for illegal contact by Nate Needham. That was funny. So negated, so wind up negating the sack, that loss. Dolphins get 15 yards and they get the ball back. Several plays later. They faced another third down situation with eight minutes and 58 seconds left. The 49ers was on facing third and seven from their own 47-yard line. Bethard again, shotgun, targeting, targeting a wide receiver, um, a wide receiver, Kendrick Bourne. Now Nick Needham was covering him brilliantly. I mean, he, I mean, it was perfect technique, running with him stride for stride, batted the ball away. You could not be more proud of the way how Nick made that stop. All right, punt team, come on out. You get the ball back. You had to go to the left of the field, but at least you made a stop, get the ball back. Hold up, wait, wait, wait. There's a flag on the play. Flag on the play. Roughing the passer. Bye. <laughs> you guessed it. Crochet Hill. Roughing the passer penalty. Negated the big stop that Nick Needham had. 
49ers get first down, another 15 yards, and on that drive, it did result um, to a, a, a 49ers touchdown on that drive. So that was really funny how that whole thing came out, how two NFL regional combine players had major stops, but each one of those players did something that negated what each other did. So that was funny, something to point out in that game. But but either way, they both had solid. Looking forward to these guys to continue to do great on the field this season. So I had to point that out. And then Tyrod Johnson, we talked about this young man last week, how he had his first NFL touchdown uh, when they went up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Against the New Orleans Saints, he didn't receive a pass. All his action that he did required his legs. He had a um, a rushing attempt for seven yards, and he had four kickoff returns, averaging 17.5 yards per attempt. His yard, his yard longest went for 23 yards. Folks, that was week five. Now we're going to preview a little bit about week six. Some matchups to watch out for. Now, last week we talked about Vincent Smith, wide receiver for the New York Jets, how he was planning to come back to play in week five. Well, didn't play in week five, so they moved him up to week six. That's to make sure that he was ready to go. And this matchup going against the Miami Dolphins, he will get his opportunity to go up against Nick Needham in this game. They had a, you know, a couple of uh, matchups last year when they first met for the first time, but now these guys are a little bit more seasoned. You know, we just want to see how they're going to do on the field this Sunday. Now, Smith has had a knee injury since mid, I mean, early to mid-August, and he's been set out, but he's finally get a chance to come back. This is an important time now for the Jets, knowing that Le'Veon Bell is no longer Jets. They need some kind of offensive explosion, somebody on the offensive, uh, offensive side of the ball to really take control of the game and really do something great for the New York Jets. Now, with him coming back, head coach Adam Gates, yeah, Adam Gates is really excited knowing he's coming back. And one from his comment from um, talking about Smith earlier this week, and I'll quote, it's really about getting him in pads and letting him go out there and run around and see how he feels. He seems like he looked, he seems to look like he did before he got hurt. He was able to do all the routes that we needed him to do, and he hit some high speed today, which really that's the key to his whole game. The guy is obviously a vertical threat. It's nice to get to one of those four, three guys back. We've got a couple other guys still sitting in the training room, but anytime you've got that vertical presence, it changes things for the defense, end quote. So Smith, back in the lineup this week, get an opportunity to go up against another fellow regional combine um, combine player, legendary player there. So, and Nick Needham, so it's going to be a good matchup to watch for number 17 for the Jets going against number 40 for the Miami Dolphins. And, of course, Cruce Hill is going to try to wreak havoc on Joe Flacco, former Super Bowl MVP. Big fan of Joe Flacco. Many conversations with him when I was covering the Ravens. So, you definitely want to watch out for that one-on-one matchup. Now, for the Cincinnati Bengals and, and the Indianapolis Colts, the Bengals, Got Mike Thomas, didn't have his best game against the Ravens last week, but he'll get himself together after week five. Looking forward to come out in week six. Week six, he go up against a strong Indianapolis coach team where chances are he will have to line up against Kenny Moore II, who's having himself a strong campaign this season. 
Some of you want to watch out for that matchup with number 80 for the Bengals and Mike Thomas and number 23 for the Indianapolis Colts in this matchup. Now, we know Adam Thielen, these guys, is going to try to do what they can to get that second win in the season, and they may have a good opportunity doing it because they will have to host the Atlanta Falcons when they come to that building. So I don't really see too much of that going on. Winner the waiver, left tackle for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's going to have his hands full, going up against that front line attack of the Cleveland Browns. He's used to this team. Miles Garrett is having a killer year, so he's going to really be lined up with uh, rushes in the league. Let's see how they able, how he's able to keep him contained so that Ben Roethlisberger can continue to do what he is doing. Adams was hot last week in the first win for the Houston Texans. I see him going into going up against this strong, this strong Tennessee Titan game, knowing he got a deal with King Henry. Boy, I know I don't want to, you know, see no no piece of Derrick Henry. I saw him last year, the AFC Championship game, when he was walking down, um, when coming out of the locker room. I said, you got to pay me top dollar, or I got to have some um, <laughs> some loose screws in my head to try to bring that guy down because he's a beast. He's not real, even when you see him in person. So watch out for Adams in that matchup. So that's going to be some critical pieces there to watch out for. And that's just some of the, the, the games, some of the matchups to watch out for. Make sure you go to lockerdashboard.com to see some other matchups to look out for for week six. Thank you for tuning in to Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network, where you hear about NFL stars of tomorrow today. I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of lockerdashboard.com. Make sure you guys check me out on any one of my social handles on Twitter at locker underscore report, Instagram, locker report 100, all small caps. On Facebook, lockreport.com, and also check out Locker Talk Podcast on Facebook as well as you'll see how everything looks in the video world leading up. Talking about this wonderful podcast with this great, great network that is building up. Make sure you guys tune in to bachelornews.airtime.pro. Check out all of our shows. Everyone stay blessed. Talk to you guys next week.